0: this is part three of second Thessalonians 1 11 and 12 and we focus here on the goal of this prayer so that so to this end and that could refer back as we saw as well as referring right there to that and I think it's both to this end we pray we always pray for you and here's what we pray that our God may make you worthy, fit, suitable, living in such a way as to show the worth of your calling into the kingdom of God. There is a way to live that brings disrepute upon the calling or exalts the calling. He's praying that we would live in such a way as to magnify our calling. Out of darkness, into light, into the kingdom, into holiness, make you worthy of his calling. And now that and here I think is, and here's how you do that. Here's how God answers that prayer to make you worthy. Here's what he does, if God answers the prayer. May He fulfill every resolve for good. In other words, may He So, work in you, this is God working, so work in you that you don't just have good intentions, but you actually bring them into visible, relational, practical life expression. And another name for that is work of faith. So, may God fulfill every good resolve and may He fulfill every work of faith, because If we do this, if our resolves become actual good works, the way it happens is by faith in this power, work of faith by his power. And the way this work becomes, or the way this resolve becomes this outward work of love is when this faith taps into this power rooted in this grace. That's what we saw last time. So, Father, as we now try to relate that here to the goal of the name of Jesus being glorified in us and we in him, would you grant, I pray, that we would love the glory of Christ and the glorifying of Christ, and that we would love the prospect that we too will be glorified in him. I pray this now in Jesus' name. Amen. So, the goal. Of this prayer for the fulfillment of good resolves and for faith tapping into this power and producing these works. In other words, the worthiness of life that emerges from God answering that prayer. The goal is so that the name of our Lord Jesus Christ may be glorified in you. The name, name in the Bible is the verbal representation of the person, right? It's the person made public. He said earlier, back in verse 10, that he's coming to be glorified. It didn't say that he was coming for his name to be glorified. He's coming for himself to be glorified. And now he says the aim is that his name would be glorified. There isn't any significant difference, I don't believe. And if you want to see the outworking of the importance of the name of God, the name of Christ being glorified, go to Philippians 2. God has highly exalted him and bestowed on him a name that is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. So the name of Jesus, Lord Jesus, Christ magnified at the last day by the whole world. So here the goal is that this person, the Lord Jesus, expressed in his name, would be glorified in you. And since this is the outcome of our being made worthy of his calling, meaning that our good intentions actually become works of faith, and we get transformed into the likeness of Christ that honors the worth of our calling. Therefore, this in you means in you as you are transformed and made worthy of his calling, in you as your resolves become works. And here's the key to God getting glorified or Christ getting glorified. These works of faith, which are to result in this glorification, are by His power and they accord with the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, here's the principle the giver gets the glory. That's the point here, that's the logic here. This becoming worthy, this fulfilling resolves. This work is owing to faith tapping into Christ's power and Christ's grace. And therefore, Christ gets the glory. The one who gives the power gets the glory. The one who has the grace gets the glory. And we see that principle in such a clear expression here in 1 Peter 4. I love this text because it's such a practical text for servants of God. Whoever serves, Let him do it as one who serves by the strength that God supplies. Why? So that, in order that, in everything, God may be glorified through Jesus Christ. To him belong glory, dominion forever and ever. In other words, serve by the strength of another so that the other gets the glory. That's the principle. The giver of the strength gets the glory of the service. So, this connection in right here means that Christ is glorified in connection with us as the giver or the source of the power and the grace that brought about this transformation that turned our resolves. Into works of faith and makes him shine through the transformation that results. A practical, prayer answered transformation into works of faith, which are labors of love, brings him glory because the faith that brought the work is faith in his power and his grace. So the in here is in us, he is the source. Now, what about, and you, so the goal is twofold, so that the name of the Lord Jesus be glorified in you, and you glorified in him. You glorified in him. Now, this in him, same connection is here. We are, he is in us, glorified in us, and we are in him. The connection is the same only here The connection is that we are the receiver, right, of the power. We are the receiver of the grace. In this connection, he's the giver of the power and the giver of the grace, and therefore he gets the glory. He gets glorified. In this relationship, we're the receiver of the power, receiver of the grace, and thus we are being glorified in this worthiness. We are being changed by this power, changed by this grace to be like this glory. So the very transformation here that brings glory to Jesus is the glorification of ourselves in measure now and then fully later. You can see that here in Second Corinthians 3.18 we all with unveiled face beholding the glory of the lord are being transformed into the same image from one degree of glory to the next so we are now being glorified this action of being made worthy now of the calling is being described in second peter 3:18 it's happening from one degree of glory to the next it is going to reach its climax In union with Christ at the second coming, when all our sinfulness is wiped away and we are glorified. Here's the way Peter talks about it. The tested genuineness of your faith, more precious than gold that perishes, though it is tested by fire, will be found to result in praise and glory and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. When Jesus comes back, our faith that produced those works, the works of faith, is going to redound or be found to result in our glory, our praise, our honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Here's the way Paul describes it in Romans 8. If we're children, then heirs, heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ, provided we suffer with him in order that we may be glorified with him. We're going to share his glory, For the creation waits with eager longing for the revealing of the sons of God. We're not yet revealed as glorious. We look very dishonorable. We die in dishonor. We rise in glory, Paul said. The creation itself will be set free from bondage to corruption and obtain the freedom of the glory of the children of God. That's coming. And when it comes, this is what it's going to look like, according to Jesus then the righteous will shine like the sun in the kingdom of their father so two goals for this being made worthy in answer to Paul's prayer that this power and this grace would transform us goal number 1 that the lord jesus would be made to look magnificent in our lives now and at the end and He will be made to look magnificent in our lives because the power comes from Him and the grace comes from Him and the giver gets the glory. And secondly, we are going to be glorified, made to shine like the sun in connection with Him. This in is in connection with Him as the source, and this in is in connection with Him as the receiver, that is, we are the receiver of this grace, the receiver of this power, and therefore we will be made worthy now in measure and in the end, complete and sinless in glory with Christ.